What is up, everybody? I hope you're doing well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're back for episode number two. And let me tell you something. It's about to go down. Listen, if nobody told you today that they loved you, let me be the first one to tell you. Your boy over here, your big brother, your cousin, your uncle, loves you. I love you. That's the facts. That's the truth. And I'm sticking to it. Now, if you didn't know what today is about, if you couldn't tell from the post, it is about matters of the heart. We haven't left it yet. We haven't left it yet. There's too many people who have not been healed in their soul to the capacity that they can live a fruitful life. And not only that, a lot of us who are already living a fruitful life, we just need that extra push, that extra encouragement when it comes to our heart, knowing how to deal with the issues. Now, last episode, we talked about fight or flight and pause, taking a pause to make sure that we have everything together, making sure that before we make any action or take any action, that we're resting into it. Today, today, we're talking about grace. Grace, grace and rest when it comes to the heart. Now, a lot of things have happened since, since this last episode, and I'm not going to go into the news of those things like worldwide, but I want to concentrate on you as an individual. I want to ask you a question, first of all, for all my mothers out there, you know, the ones that, that, that have children and, and maybe you're a single parent or maybe you are a working class family or you have a family and, and, and you work, your husband work or you're, you know, just, but you got kids, you know, babies, especially those who have toddlers. How are you? How are you? Can I ask you that question? How are you doing? Like for real. The reason why I'm asking that is because I have a special place in my heart for mothers. You know why? To be honest with you, I was raised by an amazing mother. And my mother transitioned May 8th of this year, or 2023, because some of y'all might not be watching or listening to the podcast. <clears throat> Whoa, what was that? In 2023, it might be in 2024. But anyway, she passed in 2023, this year. And I honor that, because a lot of what I'm doing now is because of my mom. And a lot of things that my mom went through was because of me uh, in the early ages, you know, teenager toddler I was bad bad to the bone you hear me I was bad bad but listen let me ask you how are you how are you for my fathers out there I want to ask you that question too how are you how are you doing you good if not you're gonna be all right let me pray for you before we even get started can I just pray for my mothers and my fathers out there, or those who want to be mothers and those who want to be fathers, can I pray for you real quick? Let's do this. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, I pray for every mother, every father, every uh, woman or man that wants to be a father or want to be a mother. I pray right now in the name of Jesus that, Lord, they will experience your grace, that they will know your grace, that your grace would just mollywop them upside their head so they can't miss it. <laughs> I pray right now, Father, that they would know you. I pray that any area in their lives that's not good, that you would make it good for them. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Now, since I got that out of the way, 
Let's talk about this. Grace. Grace. When it comes to the matters of the heart. You know, a long time ago, when I say a long time ago, I'm talking about a few years ago. I did a message. You know, I was practicing. I was getting my tools together. And I did a message called Learning How to Live in, in the Grace. The Grace of God. And one of the things that I've realized through my life is that grace is a place. Come on, say it with me. Grace is a place. Grace is a real place. It's a literal place. The grace of God is a place. It's not just a person. It's not just an abstract thing. It is a real place. And I learned how to live in grace. I didn't know what grace was because grace you can't earn. Uh, grace is not something that you can earn. But I realized that when my heart was troubled, when I was just going through things in my life, when I had everybody talking, you know, people that I knew, not everybody, you know how we can make those broad statements. I'm pretty sure I wasn't on CNN or anything like that. But when I had people that I knew talking about what they didn't understand and my heart was troubled and my mind was perplexed, grace found me. I never forget this story. We were talking about mothers today. I was going through a moment in my life in 2017, and you know, I, was, I felt like a complete failure, a complete failure. Like when I tell you I felt like a complete failure, I, I felt like, and I was single at that time. I was, you know, going through that aspect of rebuilding after a, a relationship. And I would, I, I, I would have the voice of the enemy speaking to me. And he would sound like, Yo, you know you done messed up. It ain't nothing you can do to get it better. You might as well just give up and die. You know God don't love you. Come on to the dark side. And then I had, Don't listen to that. That was a liar. You better not listen to that devil because he's going to mess you up, boy. I'm trying to tell you. And so in the midst of all of those voices, I didn't know what to do. Like, I didn't know how to operate. And then all of a sudden, I'm trying to tell you, God showed me grace. In this moment in 2017, I was summonsed home. <laughs> you ever got that phone call? from that family member that says you need to get home quick. And for those of you who live in another state from where you were born and raised, that's like, oh God, what is going on? And it was something that my sister was going through. She was going through a procedure, an emergency procedure, and I had to get home. And, and at that time, being called home was financially draining, financially draining. I, I was barely making it at that time as it was. And my mom, said, come home, come home. And so while I'm on the phone with her, all I can hear myself, how am I going to get home? How? Like, what, what in the world? Like, I ain't got no money. <laughs> Mama tripping. Yeah. But the way she said it, I got to get there. I got to get there. And so I got there. I got there with no lights. I remember driving on the road. Yeah, I said it, no lights. What do I mean? Headlights. My lights went out on the way from North Carolina to Georgia. And I was driving in the dark on the interstate. I don't know how I didn't get pulled over. I had to stomp off in Atlanta. And 
come on, man. Let's just be honest. I wasn't doing the best things. I didn't have, I didn't have, I was, I was coping. Okay. And so I stopped off in Atlanta, stayed at a friend's house, went to my mom's house the next morning. When I got there, my mom said to me, she said, uh, she looked at me. I guess I looked like I had been going through. <laughs> she said, you need to go get a haircut. Here, baby, go get some money. Here's some money. Go get a haircut. I was like, okay, I'll go get a haircut. I go get a haircut. While I'm on the way to the barbershop, I get a phone call from my brother-in-law, and he says, I want you to preach on Sunday. I said, what? He said, I want you. I feel like you should preach on Sunday. Would you preach on Sunday? And I said, yeah. Are you sure? And he said, yes, I'm sure. I said, why? He said, because the Lord asked me to ask you. And I asked the Lord after he said that. I said, Lord, how dare you? How dare you? You know, I'm living, I'm not living the best life. I'm, 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 I don't, how can I preach about something that I'm not living? Like, it's, uh, you, I'm talking about wealth here and I'm not living wealthy. I'm not, I'm not living like it. And God said to me, because I've called you to live in this place. And I said, ah, okay. I see what you're doing here. Next thing I know, I can't make this up. I call my mom and I say, Ma, Stacy asked me to preach. She said, okay, baby, you can preach. Go ahead and preach. She said, but how about this? What if I give you some money to get a suit, would you, would you wear it? I said, what? Because you can't preach and look like, 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 you can't take care of yourself, baby. And I was like, oh. That was my, my mom's way of saying I look like a bum. That was her way of saying, baby, you're bummy. Very bummy right now. And so I said, okay. I come home. And I come home and I get, I get you know, her card. And she says, go take out this. And it was, I think it was like $200, $300. She said, go take out this. And so I went and take it out. And I said, Mama, I took it out. As I took it out, she said, okay, that's yours. Now, go buy a suit with the card. I said, huh? She said, go buy a suit with the card. Go, and don't buy no cheap suit either. Buy something nice, Desi. That's what my mom called me, Desi. And so I said, okay. And so I go, I go and get the suit. I mean, I feel clean, Mr. Clean. You hear me? I mean, I feel fresh, so fresh and so clean, clean. And then she says, go get a watch. Buy some shoes. And so I went and bought me a nice, nice watch. Ice, ice, baby. Okay. Anyway, I'm sorry for all the extras today. But I went and bought me a watch. And I bought me some nice, nice shoes. Next thing I know, my mother says to me, after I come home, put it on, let her see it. She said, that's my baby. That's my young man. That's a preacher. And I said, whoa, Okay. So I go and preach that Sunday, and the service was supernatural. It was good. One of my best messages, I, to this day, I believe, because it was all grace. And so after I preached the message, we go to the hospital to see my sister, and my sister is doing a little bit better. But, but, listen to this. As we're preaching, as I'm, as I'm getting ready to leave the hospital, my dad says, hey, fella, uh, uh, your light's out, huh? I said, yes, sir. He said, you can't get on the road like that, fella. He said, um, come on, follow me. And so 
he gives me this whole spiel that he always gives me, which is, fella, you got to check underneath the car. You got to check the tires before you get on the road. You got to check everything. Make sure you got all change. And, and to this day, I live like that now, right? But he takes me to AutoZone. No, it was O'Reilly. I'm sorry. It was O'Reilly or AutoZone, one of them. And my father fixed my headlights in my Jetta. You know, I had an old black Volkswagen Jetta. It was one of my favorite cars because it goes fast. And so anyway, he fixed it. And I said, Daddy, I ain't got no one. He said, fella, I just want you to be safe. And so after that, we go back to my mom's house. And I'm, 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 I'm conflicted now. I'm in tears now. I'm crying now. The reason why is because I don't deserve any of the good things that just came to me. I didn't feel like it. You know, I wasn't, I wasn't trying to live a, a, a crazy bad life, but at the same time, I wasn't living a perfect life. I wasn't living a life up to standard. My mind was hurting because I was mourning a relationship that had just broken, and, and, and I, just, I just wasn't my best, right? And my family, my mother, bought me a suit. And I, didn't, I skipped this part on purpose because I didn't want everybody to know it at that time, but I can say it now. At that time, my rent was due and I didn't have the money. And before I left Georgia, I had the money. I had the money to pay the rent. And I had money in my pocket. I had money. <laughs> I had money in my pocket. I had, I had a, a new watch. I had a suit. I, I, I felt like the prodigal son. I felt like the guy who God just gave another chance to. And I asked God, why is this? And he said, son, this is my grace. He said, I let your mother show you how I am. You don't deserve it, but I've given it to you. Grace is a place and you have the choice. This is what he said, to live there or walk out of there. Did you hear what I just said? The father told me, that I had the option to live in grace or walk out. And what does walking out look like? It looks like working. I mean, granted, there are people who will tell you if you don't work, you don't eat. You got, for, for my female friends, you got those ladies who are like, you know what? Listen, honey, I'm trying to look bad and bougie. I, I, I need expensive. I don't want to eat no red lobster. So I need to work, child. I need, I, I, I'm going to get three jobs. I'm going to do whatever I need to do, and I'm going to find me a boo thing that's going to take care of me. Ah, that's in your own efforts, right? Don't listen to that. Don't listen to those women. Don't listen to those friends. Don't listen to those guys. Don't listen to anybody because grace is a place that you have to learn how to rest in. Listen to me. Good. I'm trying to help you. I'm trying to help you. Watch this. I want to read the scripture to you. Watch this. It's Hebrews 4, 1 through 3. Now God has offered us the promise that we may receive that rest he spoke about. Let us take care then that none of you will be found to have failed to receive that promised rest. For we have heard the good news just as they did. They heard the message, but it didn't. It did them no good because when they heard it, they did not accept it with faith. We who believe then do receive that rest which God promised. It is just as he said, I was angry and made a solemn promise. They will never enter into the land where I would have given them rest. 
He said this even then. He said this even though his work had been finished from the time he created the world. God was trying to teach his people then how to rest in him. Let him be the provider. Let him be everything that you need. While you are trying to fix your life, God wants to rebuild your life. God wants to restore you. But the problem is oftentimes we get in the way of God's restoration. Who am I talking to? The matters of the heart, the soul, the mind, will, and the emotions. Your mind begins to analyze everything that God has told you, and then you try to go and do it. And then your actions, your mind, will, and your emotions, your will goes into the place of action. So now uh, your mind has gotten you into the place where you're trying to willfully uh, make success. You willfully try to be a good mother. You willfully try to do things outside of resting. Will yourself into God's rest. How about that? Hmm? How about that, my friend? How about you will yourself into God's rest? And as you rest, God will take care of the rest, my guy. I'm trying to help you. Let me help you today. Huh? Okay. So I've learned. I've learned. And so these are the practical things that I've learned in learning how to yield or Live in the place of grace. Prayer and spending time with God. I had to learn God as my father. And when I learned God as my father, I learned how to rest in time with him. Before I do my work, before I do my business, my best work in the creative world is before or is after I have rested in his presence. Not just speaking in tongues and declaring and decreeing. No, I've learned how to just chill in him. This morning I woke up, <laughs> I was praying in him, I was resting in him. I see myself standing before his throne and sometimes I see myself giving him a hug. Other times I see myself just sitting on his lap and I'm like, Father, help me. Especially when I done messed up some stuff, like I done messed it all the way up. Ah, it's bad. But watch this. The other thing is, when you hear the voice of God, Jesus said this, man shall not live by bread alone, but every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. So when you're in the presence of the father, you can't help but hear his voice and his voice gives his word. His word is living and active and his word becomes active in your life. And then the next step is believing his word after you've rested in his presence and he's spoken while you've been there. You got to believe it. After you come out of it, after you come out of that place of rest or out of his, that, that, that union time, you should always live in union with him, by the way. But I know everybody ain't there yet. Have I gotten there? Absolutely not. I'm working on it. I'm resting on it. Let me say that. Huh? Okay. And so I've learned how to chill in him. I've learned how to, how to uh, let him, uh, as I come out of rest, uh, that place of, of deep union throughout the day, stay in union by not trying to figure it out, but believing him and not letting the enemy come in and trying to steal my joy, steal the place that I felt his best. I'm talking about God, my father. I learned to know him as Papa. I learned to trust him as daddy. I learned to trust him as my judge. Am I perfect? Absolutely not. But I've learned how, and I'm learning. Then you got to, Next thing, Ephesians 5 and 1 says, be imitators of God. This next point, you have to learn how to imitate 
what your dad did. In the midst of your storm, when you went to your father, oftentimes people miss this. When they go and talk to God, when they're going through a storm, God is not bothered. So you shouldn't be bothered. So after you've come out of that place of rest or in deep union, that's what I will call it with him, and you're just living life, and it seems like that trouble or that problem, that kid, that that child of yours is not getting better, that that bill is not, is not coming down, there's no miracle money, there's no this, there's no that. you got to learn, listen to me, how to imitate your father. You got to start seeing yourself moving like your father. If God is not bothered by the storm, don't you be bothered. Huh? Jesus wasn't bothered by a storm on the water. It was the disciples that was dripping. Huh? When he woke up, he was like, hey, y'all, chill. <laughs> Peace be still. First of all, number two, oh, ye of little faith. He wasn't bothered. Why are they bothered? Better yet, why are you bothered? Be an imitator of him. Faith is replicated. Right. You can replicate this thing because you're called to your heir, a joint heir with Christ Jesus. So if he ain't tripping, why we trip it? And I'm speaking to myself. Hallelujah. Watch out now. That's the truth. Number two. Or last point. You got to understand the place of rest is a place where we see manifestation. If you can stay in rest, you will see grace manifested in your life. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. I know I'm talking good today. I'm talking good today. If you can stay in rest, you will see the manifestation. I want to read this last scripture to you. Can I do that? And, and I want you to take the, take the scripture and, and just meditate on it. Eat it and, 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 and imagine it in your life. Watch this. It's Psalms 127 verse 2. He says, God provides for his own. It is pointless to get up early. Who am I talking to? He didn't say that. I just said that. But he said, it is pointless to get up early, work hard, and go to bed late. Anxiously laboring for food to eat. For God provides for those he loves even while they're sleeping. I'm going to read that one more time for the people in the back. God provides for his own. Number one, provision is his. We can't call him Jaira. You are enough. And then we won't stressing about provision. Watch out now. It is pointless to get up early. Some of y'all wake up super duper early and then you go to bed super duper late. That's what he said. You work hard and go to bed late anxiously. So all of this labor, it's not saying that waking up early is bad or going to bed late is bad, but the way you do it is bad anxiously. Laboring for food. You're laboring for provision that He's already declared he will provide. For, for God provides for those that he loves, even while they're sleeping. Sleeping means comatose. Sleeping also, watch this. Uh-oh, just dropped the phone. It's okay. One of the things that I realize about sleeping is sleeping is resting. But it's not just resting. It's a deeper level of rest. You know, yo, yo, yo. Whoa, that wasn't supposed to happen, but it did. Watch out now. Um. I've realized that sleeping is a spiritual thing. So your body is resting, but your spirit is communing in the realm of the spirit. Many of us, I believe, when we get to heaven, we'll realize like, yo, uh, <clears throat> we've been doing this while we've been sleeping. Because God takes care of you. you. Your spirit is alive and well. Your spirit doesn't sleep. When you go to heaven, you ain't going to be taking naps, baby. I'm trying to help you. That's a lie from the pit of hell. Huh? 
you are not going to be taking naps when you get to heaven. Oh, I don't think they heard me. I said you will not be taking naps when you get to heaven. It is a lie, but your spirit is alive. Your body needs rest. Huh? So what does that mean for you? That means you need to be more alive in the spirit. You need to, even while resting does not just happen when you're sleeping. You can, you ever heard people sleepwalking? <laughs> Some of us need to learn how to sleepwalk in a holy way. Huh? A holy way. Some of y'all missed that, but I'm going to say it again. Some of us need to learn how to sleepwalk in a holy way, meaning while you're walking throughout your day, you're resting. You're resting. Your labor is of rest. Your labor is of love. And watch what God would do. He provides for his own, even while they're sleeping. He's taking care of everything you need. Trust the process, my friend. Trust it. That's all I'm trying to say. Listen. I've learned this. I've learned this, and I'm so happy that God has been faithful to me to teach me these things. But I want to pour that out to you. Today has been an amazing podcast. I hope this helped you. I hope this has encouraged you. Matters of the heart, learning how to rest, learning grace in the heart, right? This is the last thing I'm going to say. It is my prayer that you learn how to be that. Yeah, just that. You heard that poem. Be, be still, be restful, not restless. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for every individual under the sound of my voice. If the person that's listening to this podcast, I pray, Papa, that you would teach them how to rest in you as you teach them the rest of you. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Well, listen, it has been a great podcast today. I'm excited for episode number three. We're finally done with episode number one. Episode number one, we're done with. So I'm so sad. I'm so I'm so excited. Anyway, I don't know what's up with all the extras today. But I want you to know this. If you ever lack encouragement, don't look at me. No, I'm just playing. Uh, follow me on follow me on social media. Follow me on my Facebook at Nigel Ingram. Follow me on YouTube at Prophet Nigel Ingram. You can follow me on, what is it, Instagram, IG, at Just Nigel Ingram. And I think, hold on, I got like two Nigel, uh, two accounts, one for personal, the other one for ministry and business. But follow me on all my social media tags. If you go to my Instagram, if you go to my uh, YouTube, there's a link tree where you can follow. Follow me, follow me, follow me, follow me, follow me. And get all the encouragement, get all the inspiration that you need and stay connected because new wine is the ministry that God has graced us with to steward and lead. We're going higher. We just started a men's ministry, y'all. Yeah, 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 yeah. We we really we 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 we, we, we doing things, huh? We doing big things right here, huh? So I love you. I'm not gonna hold you any longer. I pray God's best for you. Shabbat Shalom until next time. I love you and deuces.